Well, today is the fourth Sunday of Easter, and it's known as Good Shepherd Sunday. We have a famous text from our gospel passage about Jesus as the Good Shepherd. But it's also the world day for vocations. And on this day, we celebrate all the various uh, vocations, the diverse vocations that God uh, lays upon his, his children. But in a special way, the church's attention uh, is drawn towards vocations to the priesthood and to the religious life. And specifically, you know, I, I can't talk about everything, so specifically I'm going to bring up the priesthood uh, in conjunction with the idea of the good shepherd. And so let us start out by uh, drawing our attention first to our reading from the book of Acts, where we see St. Peter, the first and supreme shepherd of the church, and he is fearlessly proclaiming a very absolute and definite message. He is speaking about Jesus, and he says, There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. This, my brothers and sisters, is the nature of the Christian faith. There is one definite person who is Lord of all and the only way to God, and that is Jesus Christ. There is one definite message that has been revealed to the human race from above, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, to make this more clear, let me contrast for you two different metaphors. The metaphor of the elephant, and then the metaphor of the light beam. And I hope as I speak on, you'll understand what I'm speaking about. So first, the metaphor of the elephant. It is often said that the different re religions in the world are like so many blind men laying hold of different parts of an elephant. One blind man has laid hold of the elephant's tail. Another blind man has laid hold of the elephant's trunk. Another, the tusk. Another, the leg. The blind men all disagree with each other as to what exactly it is they are handling. One says it's a tail, another says it's a tusk, and so on. But they are all equally laying hold of one single elephant. Now, the idea here is that God transcends human concepts and that there is no one religion that has a monopoly on truth. Consequently, all religions are lacking, but at the same time, all religions are equally valid paths to God. You see, on this account, historical Christianity is just one more equally flawed and yet equally valid path to God. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, there is some truth to this popular metaphor, but its meaning is not fully adequate to reality. It is true that God transcends 
human concepts. It is also true that many different religions, while containing many good and noble beliefs, possess only a limited and partial grasp of the truth. The fatal flaw of the elephant metaphor, though, is that it places historical Christianity in the same class as other religions. You see, the various religions of the world have arisen naturally as a result of the natural human tendency to search for truth and goodness. But humans are fallible, and as products of a fallible human search, the various world religions contain errors. The gospel of Jesus Christ, on the other hand, is not the product of a natural human search for religious truth. It is not natural. It is supernatural. It comes not from below, but from above. The one true God who transcends human concepts became human and spoke to us. The one true God entered into our worlds and taught us directly. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not a human creation. It is the direct teaching of God himself. You see, in the metaphor of the elephant, the elephant is dumb. He sits there silently and leaves the blind men to argue with each other. But let us imagine that dumb elephant suddenly speaking and himself giving instruction to the blind men. In this case, the elephant is not a passive object of the search of various blind men. He is an intelligent subject who cares enough about the blind men not to leave them in the dark, but to speak to them. And that is Christianity. Christianity is not one of many blind men groping in the dark. Christianity is the elephant himself who cares enough about the blind men to speak to them. And so this brings us to our other metaphor. This is the metaphor of the light beam. You see, the Christian faith is not like a blind man groping in the dark and probably not best to compare it to an elephant. The Christian faith is like a pure beam of white light that comes to us from above and pierces the darkness of our human searching. Now imagine this beam of white light passing through a prism and differentiating itself into the Beautiful, variegated colors of the rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violets. This is a good metaphor for how the one true God who transcends human concepts can, in fact, speak to us and reveal to us infallible religious truth. You see, it is the case that absolute religious truth transcends our concepts, but when God shines the light of faith into our hearts, it is as if that pure, undifferentiated beam of white light passes through a prism and spreads out into the different colors of the rainbow. 
And these various colors of the rainbow are the articles of the creed. Each article is like a different color hidden within the white light of faith. And once the light of faith is differentiated in our creed, it is grasped in a conceptual manner. Faith is then apprehended by one concept and then by a distinct concept. And together these concepts form a judgment to which we can then give our assent. For instance, there is one God. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus died for our sins and made atonement. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus founded one church, and so forth and so on. You see, the gospel is a very definite message, and its truth necessarily means that at least some beliefs within other religions are not true. Faith enters into our real world of facts and logic and takes a risk and makes definite demands upon us. There is an absolute character to it that is simultaneously beautiful like the rainbow and yet somehow threatening and risky. And so we come full circle back to our St. Peter's bold and absolute claim about Jesus Christ. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. Now we heard in today's gospel about Christ as the Good Shepherd, and today is the world day of prayer for vocations. How is our gospel and our special celebration today relevant to all this discussion about the gift of faith? You see, in itself, the light of faith is powerful and indestructible. But as it passes through that prism of our hearts and minds and becomes differentiated into the articles of the creed, it becomes delicate. It can easily be destroyed in us. It is like a delicate little lamb that needs the protection of the Good Shepherd. And this is why Jesus, the Good Shepherd, has sent us many shepherds to protect and nourish that precious, delicate faith. Left to our own private judgment, we would not be able to adhere to the true faith. But the Good Shepherd protects and nourishes our faith by sending us shepherds. From Pope Francis, through Bishop Matano, all the way to our local parish priests. And this is why we need to pray for vocations to the priesthood. Without the priesthood, we would not have the objective possibility of adhering to the true faith. The light of faith received in baptism would be extinguished in us. And so if there are any young men here among us, if you know, if any of us here know young men, I would, I would counsel all you young men here a bit on your 
discernment in your vocation. There are different ways in which someone discerns God's calling in their life. Certainly one should look at one's gifts and talents and interests. These are valid indicators of God's voice and calling in our life. Yet we should also be looking at the objective needs that exist in the world and in our community. And there is a very great need for priests. And so I would invite you to regard this objective state of affairs as God's way of calling you to the priesthood or of calling someone you know to the priesthood. May this objective need call forth from you a generosity of spirit, a magnanimity, a sense of duty, a sense of loving service, a desire to imitate the Good Shepherd who does not abandon his flock, but loves them and nourishes them and protects them. The priesthood is risky and dangerous. You can very easily mislead people and turn out to be a not-so-good shepherd. But the rewards are great. There's nothing more noble a young man could aspire to. The priesthood is the love of the heart of the good shepherd who does not abandon his flock or leave them to fend for themselves. So today on this World Day of Vocations, let us pray for vocations to the priesthood that the good shepherd might continue to shepherd us through those whom he calls and through those who respond to his voice.